morning and welcome back to Need More Info, a podcast exploring the worlds of movies, video games, and TV shows. I'm your host, Nate, and today I'm joined by James and Jordan. Hello. Ah, welcome, guys. Thank you very much for joining me again today, and uh, thank you for joining me last week. That was a very, very interesting podcast last week, especially the conversational topics we had on the second part with the uh, spoiler discussion. That was <laughs> quite yeah, funny man. indeed. Absolutely. It was just, it was just ridiculous. Like uh, the the conflicting opinions, the love for the film, the marred opinion. I think, I think we generally had a, a, a kind of unified take in that it's not the best, but we've seen worse films. I definitely think we encompassed like different aspects of the movie. Like I think it was like you know what some of us found more interesting, others didn't, and there was sort of like the the yin to yang, the more reverse sort of thing. So it was actually uh, yeah, it's actually pretty good to be honest. Yeah, absolutely awesome. So yeah, we are another week into twenty twenty two. The world is still burning around us. Hopefully, nothing bad happens. We've already lost some lovely celebrities this year, which is unfortunate, and the horses keep going and. But we come to this podcast to have a great and lovely time with everyone and get away from the week, for we are the midpoint of the week, people. We record this on a Wednesday, so if you are listening to this any other day, this is when it is. So if you're in the future, hello from the past. If you're in the past, how are you listening to this? So yeah, how's everybody doing today? How are you doing, James? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, yeah, just uh, chilling. Um, looking forward to doing the list today. I uh, didn't have many honourable mentions this week, but I think you've finally got plenty to talk about this week. Pretty awesome. And uh, how about yourself, Jordan? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Uh, I've got a couple of honourable mentions, but uh, actually got a list of five this time around. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Keen to give to give everyone my hot takes. And keen to give everyone a top five. I mean, I'd like to think that my, my top five is, is somewhat special because I don't think you both have seen the shit that I watch. <laughs> but needless to say, I, I'm happy to talk about all of it. So I'm excited. I think it definitely goes into the case of like, as people will probably guess, I'm more, most like the mainstream stuff more than everyone else. And that's kind of good for me. You know, I'm the host of the show and everything. It's actually good to have like, you know, the people I, I know come on and give me their intakes of what they like, what they don't like. When Doug did the My Octopus Teacher for the movie, uh, for the top five, and that caught me off guard. And that's definitely added to my list now, I said last week. And I think when I got a bit of time, I'm going to be going to uh, definitely going away and watching that. So it definitely seems interesting. But yeah, it's just, it's really interesting to have like these different takes on. And it's actually nice to have people with a top five. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Screw you, man. <laughs> Hey, it's the best way to go, you know. <laughs> Just because you're a bloody normie with your with your opinions. <laughs> I just watch everything. People say to me, Nate, how do you have time? And people have questioned me on this many times. It's because you don't sleep, I guess. Sleep? What is that? <laughs> what is that? Uh, but anyway, people, we have shown our love for film. We have shown our passion for games. And now this week we close out with our top lists for 2021 with our top five TV shows that really captivated us and maybe drew us together to have the discussion and with which what other people were watching. Honestly, like, you know, there's been some interesting uh, TV shows this year have come out and some shows that came out of nowhere, which is, you know, ridiculous and made a lot of money for some companies, which is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. But, you know... Like last week, I'd like to go around initially and get an idea what sort of like shows you guys enjoy. Because, you know, as last week we did that and it might have given an insight people ahead of time what sort of games are coming up or outliers, you know, that might appear and whatnot. But uh, James, how about, do you want to start us off? 
Yeah, so I think when it comes to my list, there are a few which aren't this, but you'll probably find that there is a lot of comedies because that tends to be my uh, favourite genre. Um, I'm a wannabe writer. I do uh, attempts at writing comedy. Badly, but still attempt. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's, that's the most popular genre on my list. I mean, is comedy ever bad? It's just subjective. So, you know, that's the best oh, way. No, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just being self deprecation. Actually, my comedy's fucking great. You should go and buy all my books. And, uh, yeah, and no, definitely check out. Hey, you know. Uh... Like, quick, shameless plug. What's the name of your book, James? Confused Llama, A Spice Tale. It's a spice booth. So, where, where can people find that, James? I can get it on uh, Amazon if I search for it. Yeah, so people, that is Confused Llama, A Spice Tale, is it? It is, that's correct. Yeah, A Spice Tale, and uh, it's on a Kindle and um, paperback. So if you want to go purchase that on Amazon, you can actually go see that channel now. It's a Confused Llama, A Spice Tale. Uh, thank you, James. And uh, how about yourself, John? So I kind of like a bit of everything, but uh, much much to my uh, game list, I'm, I'm very into like engaging stories. But I'm also a bit of a crime documentary nut. <laughs> um surprisingly there's no crime documentaries in my top five this year but i have definitely watched far too many um over the lockdown as well as uh previously so um i guess if i was ever to become a serial killer then i'll probably be the best trained <laughs> it's like uh th- this will be down in the police log somewhere <laughs> so uh yeah it's like i'm joking nsa <laughs> Yeah, who's listening? What? 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 Oh, we, we got him. We got him, people. We got him. No, I. Uh, he admitted it. <laughs> I, think, I think my only uh, my only source of serial killerness and learning is from Dexter. Obviously, we won't talk about the end of that show, but I've heard the new season is very good. Uh, so yeah, and I heard it ends quite well. So because it is actually a limited series, so definitely check that out, people. I'm definitely probably going back to that myself. But yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. And uh, myself, you know, I um. I'm a very, it's been a weird, it's been a weird, like, time with, like, uh, TV shows, like, in the last year. Like, I've tried to expand, like, what, I've, what I'm really enjoying. I've I've definitely dropped off a lot of the TV shows that I was watching because, um, you know, a lot of people know, for me, I used to watch a ton of TV shows every week. Like, I used to watch, like, 30 different TV shows a week, and people, like... You're like the most switched on media personality in, in my friendship circle. Yeah, it can be it can be a detriment at times, to be honest. Like, you could be like, okay, Nate, cool. Um, let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that later, uh, aka let's let's steer the conversation elsewhere. Uh, so, yeah, no, uh, but I've tried to, you know, expand my shows I like. You know, I've ne- never really watched horror shows. Uh, I've only seen the odd, you know, live action uh, show from a different country. I've watched plenty of anime in in sub and everything, but not like live action. Um, but yeah, because it's I think it's different when um, people talk in live action. But I tried it out and I've actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, so you may see on my list when we go in there a little bit. But yeah, that is uh, that is the kind of shows I'm you know into a little bit. You know, more more popular shows, more common shows, and not as much as I used to. I mainly listen to watch podcasts now with the odd TV show in between, so I've definitely cut it down. But yeah, so yeah. That is it, people. That is uh, that is uh, what we're so what we are sort of into. And uh, with that, people, I think we should uh, I think we should start off with our, you know, our usual honourable mentions. So I'm going to hand it over to James. So James, do you want to give us your honourable mentions? 
House seven. Jesus uh, fucking <laughs> Christ. Ducky seven on mattress. So I, I, I Are you sure you just needed to pick more? Do you want to top I don't have enough Jesus. time. I don't have enough time to pick more. Sure, don't you know? Um, so we made a whole show just my honourable mentions. I'll try and get them from very quickly. If I might uh, go through and uh, talk a bit more about some of them. Um, so first one I'm going to say is uh, Into the Night. Um, I want to say it's a Belgian TV show. Um, and a quick check will let me know that. Uh, yeah, we can check it later. on. I'm pretty sure it's a Belgian TV show. But so yeah, it's on Netflix. A Watch, I watch it with the English dubbing on, but it's um, it's surprisingly good. It's an apocalyptic kind of um, show about survivors of an apocalyptic apocalyptic event, uh, quite a unique apocalyptic event. And so, if you like that kind of thing, I do recommend it. Uh, and season two, this is review. This is for I'm for season two, but was out last year, and I thought it took it in a uh, interesting uh, direction. There's a Belgian show, James. Thought so. I trust myself more, shouldn't I? So I know my stuff. Um, so the next thing I'm going to say is Love, Death and Robots, uh, in inverted commas, season two. Uh, it's, it's an anthology, that's why I'm going with inverted commas. Um, it's not as good as the first season, but there are still um, there are still a few in there uh, which I thought were uh, pretty decent. And I still think it's worth a, worth a watch. The next show I'm going to go with is... I'm going to start on the sitcoms on the mentions now. So I'm going to go with WandaVision. I've already said my love of, love of comedy shows and WandaVision uh, I thought was spectacularly um, experimental in how it went through the different um, eras of uh, the sitcoms. And I, 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 I just really loved uh, how they did that, especially with the first two or three episodes. Those episodes are really good. My next one's going to be uh, Close Enough. Very wacky animation, absurdist comedy. Um, about basically about the existential crisis of being in your thirties. I'm going through that right now. Viola, <laughs> <laughs> Viola. So, um, Ghosts is my next one. Um, season three, I think it was. Um, I thought I think that, and this is the UK show. I know the US have tried to steal. I've tried to steal uh, the concept, but this is the original UK show. Hands off our properties, US. I'm not joking. I am joking, I am joking. In in, in all fairness, I did just I, I did finally get get round to watching the the American not the office and that was brilliant. So you can you can clearly do really good adaptations. Um but nonetheless, Ghost UK version, season three. Um I think it's I think it's getting better and better. Uh, that's that show. Um next one, I've got two more. Superstore, I'm gonna go with for it it's um, the bulk of its episodes for final season was last year, and actually, I thought actually I thought it was quite important because it's uh, showing it was literally showing um, how the pandemic affected those um, working in the superstore in the final season. And it was really great to see how they were able to weave in the um, real life pandemic into that. That's pretty neat. Yeah, and my final mention, although I kind of feel maybe maybe it should be last. Yeah, but my final mention is uh, The Witcher. Um, so we're going. We are definitely going to talk about that later. Cool. So we'll come back to that one later on. I'm presuming you're specifically talking about season two. Exactly. Yeah, because yes, I uh, just to let you in for an insight, people. James is a very big Witcher fan. He's read all the books, played all the games, and 
I I've got some like intro. I've I think he's definitely gonna have some hot takes about the new season because uh, they I know the internet definitely did as well. So that'll be definitely interesting to come back to later. But that that's your final one, James. That is yes. Awesome. <laughs> Ah, that's fine. That's fine with your top twelve list. Uh, so, <laughs> so Jordan, uh, what what honorable mentions do you have? Uh, okay, is it is it is it is it is it nine honorable mentions? Or is it less? It is actually only two. Oh, thank God. Now, Jake James, it's fine. <laughs> so, uh, my first honorable mention. Um, it's kind of cheating a little bit, but um, I, I I count it as. Uh, I guess we'll just say this is my honorable franchise mention, uh, which is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, they, it was a, like a big revival this year because uh, they basically released all of Evangelion in Blu-ray um, and all of its films. And also the final um, Evangelion film came out uh, towards the summer of this year. Um, it was delayed because of COVID, but um, it finally got released around September time, I want to say. Absolutely phenomenal series, and uh, the the film especially was absolutely astounding to watch. It was definitely worth the wait. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that sort of thing, but essentially the Evangelion movies, that they it's, it's called Rebuild Evangelion. It's like another, another set of films. And it's taken them like 12 years to finish it because I guess as technology advances, they just keep making it bigger and better. But the reason I bring up Neon Genesis Evangelion is because one of its big things this year was the kind of revival onto like European streaming platforms and US streaming platforms. So we could all watch on Netflix. An amazing show. Very crazy. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it. But uh, it's a it's a mindfuck for sure. Like it's it's a lot to take in, and uh, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant way to bring it back during the pandemic. But um, my other honorable mention is uh, Peep Show. Uh, again, another show that I binged over lockdown um, over and over because it's uh, the existential dread and kind of cynical humor about it, and the cringe was just so I don't know delectable when uh you're stuck inside and have nothing better to do so uh yeah it was definitely worth watching again and uh yeah that's my my horrible picks nice and uh i love the fact that it's going to come back to me now with james taking the piss at me a little bit because i know james had seven but i figured i was only going to do three of my honorable mentions but since i've got five written down james <laughs> I, might, uh, I might i might quickly go through them so my first one is one division uh, James might have thought I might have been higher on my list, possibly. Uh, but that's that's uh, that's honorable mention. Obviously, Elizabeth Olsen, There's Paul Bettany. So, oh yeah, it's tome yeah. so many. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was. I loved the show. Obviously, this is pretty much the start of the year now. Um, it was a great show, visually stunning. The fact it went from the nineteen fifties visual style in black and white to now the fact that they filmed Vision in like he he was painted blue in the first episode because the the pink wouldn't work well on camera so they had to yeah so that was weird to see the behind the scenes of him in blue and how that's going to tie into the future i think is pretty amazing and there's like this whole i don't know if you've seen i don't think you've seen one division yet jordan have you nope no so like there's there is this there's this like it's not much of a spoiler but in between the episodes there's like these adverts so like it actually plays out like the first 
I want to say six, seven episodes play out like actual TV shows, but then they, then they, then they cut out to the real world and there's this whole thing and without spoiling too much, but these ad, there's these TV adverts that take place in it. And a character was supposed to appear in it because of COVID, they couldn't, which is really frustrating. And um, some people say that character's in the post credit scene because it's Marvel's so got a post credit scene. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, but that, I, I thought the show was brilliant. Um, I love the fact one character is getting a spinoff, which I thought was excellent because she, she was. She, uh, they, they were amazing. I thought it was brilliant. Also, that character has an amazing uh, thing that appeared in other media. I won't spoil it until people have watched it. But uh, yeah, that's, that's one of my honorable mentions. One division. Uh, my next one is Squid Game. So this is the one that just came out of nowhere. I think it's pretty much for a lot of people. This show just came out of nowhere for everyone, and the fact that the creator was trying to create it for years before I actually got picked up and the fact it's made Netflix a ton of money and I'm just wondering where they're going to go I still haven't seen that show I keep meaning to right and I tried to watch it when I was hungover once and there's a scene like right at the start that's just really unsettling that I was like I can't do this like right now <laughs> what, what was that scene? It's like really early it's, it's when he it's after he's like dropped some money and the guys come up with the pliers and i was just like oh god like i can't watch this when i'm hungover i can't i can't handle it but i i really want to watch it one because of the hype but two it sounds like something i would really enjoy you know i'm a big fan of battle royale i know that's like a japanese uh franchise but um it, it gave me that sort of vibe when like, people were talking about it so uh yeah god i haven't seen it yet it's definitely interesting, like, and obviously it's coming back for season two, which is everyone was just ecstatic for. Because I mean, the amount of money made, of course, they're bloody going to do a season two, hopefully. But the, yeah. uh, it, it would have been balls to the wall if the director just went, "Fuck it, no, that's no it. season two, that's <laughs> it, people." That would have been amazing if you just did that. But yeah, that's um, Squid Game is my uh, one of my mentions. Another one is Hawkeye. So you know, obviously another Marvel show. Um, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, obviously, James, have you seen Hawkeye yet? I have. Yes. Oh, you have seen Hawkeye then? Okay, because... I was watching it week by week, even though I said I wasn't going to. Yeah, because basically, James... uh, Yeah, so a character appeared in that, which no one... Well, he was hinted at the entire time. Uh, I don't know know if Jordan cares at this point. No, nope. Jordan's just shaking his head right now. I'm like a, I'm like a Marvel, I'm like a Marvel, uh, like shunner. I just, I, I just don't, I don't have the patience to, to watch all these shows in order to watch any of the movies, but I'll give it a go at some point. But maybe when the hype's over. So. <laughs> We put out a spoiler warning for your audience. Are you going to uh, Yeah, them? yeah, no, I, I was about to. Uh, yeah, so spoilers, people, quick spoilers. But let's uh, come back in about... Actually, you know what? I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. Because uh, <laughs> it's, only, it's only been the, like, the last month. So, you know, uh, character appears in it. I uh, thought it was brilliant, you know, uh, and how they were introduced. I thought it was pretty awesome. I can re- that's literally the level I can go to. And trust me, that's even spoilers for James level because James hasn't even seen Spider-Man yet. And I couldn't say anything about that because he hasn't even seen any of the trailers. And <laughs> like that, that was the most that was the most difficult number one. Go back to the first week, people. That was the most difficult number one I've ever had to talk about on a list without spoil. Because usually trailers you can at least talk about them, but I was like, no, I'm not gonna spoil a single thing. Then. 
no, I, I accidentally, you know, James was like, no, you kind of spoiled one thing with the hour mark. I know James is like, <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's my, uh, my number four, three uh, honorable mention. I do want to give a quick shout out. They do have a deaf character in the show. She's actually deaf in real life and an amputee. And a dad was that plays in the story as well, which I thought was really awesome. Small narrative points. And uh, Haley Steinfeld and Jeremy Renner are really good in it. Uh, my next one is, see, this is what I was talking about before, about like, I've been trying to expand my, you know, um, sort of shows mental design. Then my next show is, um, sorry, James, you want to you jump in, dude? Yeah, you missed a real star of a show with Hawkeye. Oh, dog. yes. Lucky the Pizza Dog. Yes, sorry, yeah. I do, yeah. Lucky the Pizza Dog was a badass. Also, didn't wasn't missing an eye in real life. I was CGI. Oh. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I was like, they CGI the dog's eye. Fair yeah. play. I believe they CGI it. I don't think they're going to do prospect prosthetics but, oh, but yeah. you can't really do that to a dog <laughs> no no uh so yeah my next one is uh midnight mass a show i've been telling a load of people to go and watch uh it is a mike flanagan netflix show starring uh zach guilford katie siegel hamish linklater uh samantha lowen rahul collie and henry thomas big shout outs i know these people have been getting a lot of praise and for big shout outs to the characters played by um Hamish Linklater and uh, Rahul Kali. Like, I'm a, uh, I'm a big fan of theirs. Like, uh, Hamish Linklater plays the priest in the show. It's a, it's a supernatural, like, like in, in case miniseries. And it's about, um, it's about a young man returning to his home island. And this island is sort of like, it's one of those towns that's just like dying, essentially. Like, everyone's leaving. But there's this church and, every, and there's like this religious element to it. And, it's about this guy's returning home after four years in prison. And it's about this whole aspect of it. But there's there's something not right. And I tell you, I got to the third I got to the third episode and I it it freaked me the fuck out. Because my, my family <laughs> my family were watching it and they don't usually watch the same thing either. And I said to them, Don't take your eyes off the screen in episode three, because if you do at a certain point and look back, you will shit yourself. And the message began, we didn't listen. <laughs> and yeah there's it, it's it's from it's it's from mike flanagan who did uh obviously the haunting at hill house the haunting of by a manor he also did doctor yeah. sleep i was gonna ask is it a horror series <laughs> it is a it's a, a what it, it is a it is a thriller, horror series. psychological thriller <laughs> so there is, there is horror in it but it's a lot of it a lot of it's about the drama of the characters that it's just there are supernatural elements initially and then it builds up from there and right. there is a there is a song at the end of the show, which I I've always had a huge affinity for, but it just it actually made me tear up at the end. Oh, okay. And I think you're say I, like, and I can never listen to that song again. <laughs> well, like, well, a quick thing is like uh, Rahul Kali, uh, he plays the Muslim sheriff at the town, but uh, but he isn't. I don't believe he's religious in real life, and and he actually has a Muslim friend. So when he actually got the part, he actually contacted his uh, his friend who's Muslim to ask him, like, you know. All this information so he could actually portray the character correctly and he's only like he's only like in his early he's but you know roughly he's in early 30s in real life but he's playing like this mid-40s sheriff as a dad and everything and you know he, he he is brilliant in the show he has this whole he has this monologue scene about 9-11 and being a cop and everything during 9-11 and a muslim and it was just brilliant and i highly recommend and it's i think it's seven episodes they are over an hour long though so they are they are a good time to sink into I think by the third episode, well, the second episode, you'll start to know what it is. By the third episode, you will know. Um, but I highly recommend it. it but it's just not high on my list. I, lo- I really enjoyed it. 
uh, it's definitely honorable mention. So yeah, that's a midnight mass people. And hopefully I was all correct on my information there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, was midnight mass. My final one is uh, Superman and Lois. So Superman, one of my favorite superheroes. Um, I'm a bit sad how the uh, DC universe has gone with him, portraying him. Like he's been a character of usually mainly above hope. Obviously you can have the different side of him. There's a few good animated films which show you don't fuck with Superman. Uh, <laughs> Um, and there's, basically there's an animated movie called Superman versus the Elite, where these other superheroes come in and say, oh, no, you can kill, and Superman's like, no, and then you find out later, no, you don't do that, because if Superman lets loose, you don't want that to happen. Uh, and, yeah, this, this shows about him uh, being a dad now, <laughs> and, like, uh, you know, it's, it's having two sons, and it's, you know, taking over the father role from Jarrell and everything, and, you know, and... Lois Lane, you'd think, oh, it's just going to be like another Lois and Clark TV show, but it's not. It's like Lois figuring herself out, and there's this huge conspiracy going on in, this t- in the show, and it's in its second season now, and uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler Hochin is the main character. He's brilliant. Uh, he is amazing as Superman. Uh, he, he, br- he brings this like really goofy energy, but also this really like stoic energy to the character, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing where the show's going uh, when I eventually go back to watch it. Uh, so yeah, so that was my uh, last honorable mention, Superman and Lois. So yeah, people, we've gone through all the honorable mentions, and uh, I think I'm gonna roll it back to James now with his number five. Do you want to take it off, James? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my number five choice is a show. It's a comedy show called Dead Pixels. It's a um, if you don't know it, it's on Channel Four. Um, it's a show about it's basically a show about um, people who play an MMO style game, like a WoW style game, and um, it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, it's really it's really good. I recommend it out. First series is on uh, Netflix. Uh, season two, I believe, is on all four. It's def- 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 definitely worth it. it. Takes a lot of jabs. At uh, gaming and gaming culture, but I think it's done from a um, it's done from a good place. If that makes sense, um, mm. it, feel, it feels like it knows it's shit. It knows what it's talking about, put it that way, and it skews it fantastically. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you don't mind, like if you like games like I do, and you don't mind laughing at yourself, but. I will admit, I'm not a fan of WoW, so my, most of the jokes don't really affect me. But um, <laughs> I guess I'll have fun watching it. Yeah, not that I'm a huge I... MMO player right now, but uh, I'll definitely understand it. I think. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Awesome, excellent, John. Let's throw it over to you for your number five. So I'm gonna go out on a limb here and think that you might have heard of the original show, but maybe not this show. Um, so my number five pick is Cells at Work: Cold Black. Now, Cells at Work is an anime about uh, cells in the human body uh, just kind of going about their day. It's like a, it's catered to children, I guess, but um, it's a very funny, uh, crazy show about uh, a red blood cell just doing its job, going around and uh, meeting other cells. And you learn a lot as well while you're watching it. However, uh, Cells at Work Code Black is essentially a R-rated version of that show, and it's made by the same people. Um, it's kind of like a spin-off, I guess, um, where basically 
you know, where the cells are like fighting off bacteria and infections and such, Code Black is essentially like, here we get out the samurai swords and everyone's murdering brutally everything around them and everything's going to shit. And it's instead of it being in the body of like a child, I think it is in the original show, it's like the body of like an alcoholic uh, person who's got, like got cholesterol and all kinds of shit. It's absolutely wild. So it's kind of like a, a, a more adult take on Osmosis Jones. Yeah, it's kind of like Osmosis Jones, but like um, obviously it's made in Japan. So uh, there's a lot of kind of Japanese tropes going on there. Um, but yeah, similar sort of concept. It's nice. uh, it's based on a manga, I think, as well. But um, yeah, absolutely hilarious, but harrowing anime. And uh, yeah, it came out only last year, so it's quite a fresh new anime. And uh, yeah, that's my number five pick. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, I definitely need to check that because I did really enjoy Osmosis Jones back then. I know you mentioned uh, Cells at Work before. I swear, I think you mentioned Black to me also in the end. It's the, you know, the, the, the fucked up side of it, which is pretty funny to <laughs> Uh, so that's that's cool. Uh, so my number five is Cobra Kai season four. Now uh, this show is, I'm someone nailed it to me. Some nailed it to me. Someone nailed it for me. Uh, it is a live action anime. That is the best way okay. to describe it. Because how can you have teenagers have a massive martial arts school fight and learn martial arts in a matter of weeks? We're talking like flips, like full on knowing the entire <laughs> martial arts in weeks. No, in, in, in the in the second season, the entire school bursts out into a martial arts fight. Like the Damn. entire punching teachers in the face, like kicking kids oh in the railings. <laughs> like it is like bringing out knuckle dusters, like spike knuckle dusters to punch people. And, you know, and this all started off with a crane kick in the fucking first Karate Kid movie back in the 80s. Like... But it was interesting because the show flips the flips the uh, script essentially. The show is from John, Johnny Lawrence's perspective, like he's a down and out, like just handyman. His life shit, like you know, he's just getting day by day. And Ralph Macchio's character, uh, Dan Daniel Larusso, is like the hottest high rise, really rich um, car salesman. And the show goes from there. And then Cobra Kai initially is about a show. This kid comes in, Miguel, uh, Latino uh, kid. He um, trains him up in Cobra Kai, you know, the methodology there. And the show just gets, like, at the beginning, you're like, okay, cool, this is like a new take on Karate Kid. And it just gets so much faster and, like, like in like in the first season, they put them in, or the second season, they put them in, like, um, cement truck wheels to train, like, to push the wheel around with cement in so the cement doesn't, like, harden, so they stop it. And, like, there's, like, people jumping over buildings for training and... Like it, it is in like like Jordan's face. Jordan's face. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, like you know. It sounds like an absolutely wild show. That's the thing. Each episode is like thirty minutes long to forty minutes long. It's ten episodes in a season, and it was renewed for a fifth season before the fourth season even premiered. Uh, like five, four months before it premiered, and it's kind of lucky for me because this is my cheat because the show came out December thirty first last year. So it still fucking counts as 2021. <laughs> but yeah, that is uh that is my uh that's my number five, Cobra Kai. And we are gonna hand it back to James for his number four. Yeah. So my number four is Solar Opposites. It's an anim it's an animated sitcom by Justin Rowland. 
the co-creator of Rick and Morty. I don't know if it's going to be a controversial take by me or not, but I massively prefer Solar Opposites to Rick and Morty. Um, it's not that controversial to me. <laughs> but that's coming from somebody who hates Rick and Morty, so... <laughs> that's tough, like... I mean, I mean, I, 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 I like Rick and Morty, but there's, it's, mm. it's a love-hate relationship. There's, there's stuff I like, there's stuff I really like about it, and then there's stuff yeah. that I don't like Same about thing. it. So it's kind of like, it's like it, it, it kind of like levels out for me. Uh, but actually, I don't mind it. Um, sort of opposites. I, think, I, I, I felt it was a lot better. And without spoiling too much for anything, anybody who's not seen it, there is something they do there in that show which is really unique. Where um, there's a section essentially which kind of has its own narrative. Uh, separate to um, the main narrative of the show. And it is really um, interesting and unique how they okay. do that. And uh, they get a lot of... I'll have to yeah. check it out. That sounds good. So for context as to what the show's about, so people understand, it's about a bunch of aliens who had to escape a planet, which was destroyed. Um, they land on Earth um, with the intent of uh, terraforming it um, after a long period of time. Um, but they are basically trying to um, learn about humanity, kind of blending with, <laughs> with, with humanity um, in, in the meantime. And it's a good show. Watch it. Excellent. Right, Jordan, do you want to give us your number four? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my number four pick is uh, Agretsuko uh, Season 4. This came out quite close to the end of, of 2021, but... Uh, Agretsuko continues to be an absolutely brilliant and hilarious uh, anime. Um, for those of you who don't know, it, it kind of centers around uh, a bunch of anthropomorphic animals living and working in Japan. And it kind of um, it centers around uh, a little red panda girl and just sort of her struggles with uh, office life and uh, and love and friendships and you know, just just getting on with it. But by night, she takes out her frustration by doing very aggressive heavy metal karaoke. And uh, my favorite fact about this is that the guy who created this show uh, is the one who does the metal singing. <laughs> uh, he, he says that uh, his voice is always destroyed by the time the season is over. <laughs> but... Um, yeah it's 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 continued to be an absolutely amazing show like ridiculous twists and turns and the characters are beautifully animated so uh yeah i highly recommend that show to everyone but this season especially was uh pretty fucking good so uh yeah that's my that's my pick awesome yeah i know uh someone recommended that to me show well i think you recommend it as well jordan so yeah man it's so good (laughs) i have to add it to the list awesome so that's uh as a Gretzko people, that is on Netflix. I'm correct. Yes. Excellent, excellent. So my number four, I believe James has seen. I know uh, a good friend of ours elsewhere has seen it, but it's Invincible. Oh, okay. Uh, if you haven't, get to watch it as soon as you can because it is fucking ace. It is a show by Robert Kirkman. So Jordan's ears might be pricked by that because he loves The Walking Dead. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, funny enough, actually, uh, Invincible is uh i don't know if it was the which way it is but in one of the comic books they have like the other shows they have the other comic book in that show when they're reading it mm. so uh it's pretty awesome so i thought it was pretty good uh but yeah the cent- the show centers around uh 
17-year-old Mark Grayson as he uh, transforms under into a superhero under the guidance of his father, the most powerful man in the world, uh, <laughs> Omni-Man. His name's Omni-Man. And uh, Mark Grayson is voiced by Steve Stephen Yuan, who played Glenn in The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of Walking Dead voice actors in this show. Like a that lot, not a lot of voice actors. And uh, Sandra Oh plays the mum. Uh, she's known for Grey's Anatomy and Killing Eve. And our good old boy, get me pictures of Spider-Man, J.K. Simmons as Omni-Man himself, because that mustache needs, like, if you, when you see him in the show, like, you literally see him animated, you're like, that's J.K. Simmons, just straight away. I was just thinking, like, everybody is, uh seen that particular character because he shows up in memes a lot. Exactly. Like, you know, he he's he's pretty much every kind of meme. He is the angry photograph meme. He's a not my not my correct tempo from Whiplash, which is a brilliant movie, by the way. People highly recommend it. But yeah, the, the only thing is I can't spoil the show for you because what I'll say is when you initially watch the show, it seems like a Spider-Man animated TV show. Like it just it just seems like, you know, the standard cartoon TV show, but it is created and produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Mm. who did Preacher. I know where this so, is going. Yeah, and <laughs> the thing is, though, each episode is 42 to 50 minutes long. Mm. Like, they're long animated episodes, but there are only eight of them. The, and when the show came out, it was universally, it was just praised by everyone for the accuracy because the animation is gorgeous. Uh, it's it's from a it's from image, an Image comic series, which is finished now as well. And I unfortunately knew the comics ahead of time, so I knew what was coming. But when I watched it in the show, they amped it up way more than the comic book. It made it... How you go more violent than a comic book, which can go to excess levels, is ridiculous. But um, I can't spoil it more than that. Uh, but Amazon went... People went, when we're going to get season two, Amazon went, okay, here's a season two. And have a season three at your attic. They just gave it two new se- two more seasons right away because it was that popular. Dang. Like, yeah. It's it's like I call it the animated version of the boys on steroids at points. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just um, be honestly, highly recommend it. It's Invincible on uh, Amazon Prime. Go watch it. It's only eight episodes. It's about it is it is about six and a half seven hours to watch if you just binge. It. Also, it's the whole day if you wanted to. If you're just lazy or you know you have to stay inside, but definitely check it out. It's so good, so so good. So that is my number four. Right, James, do you want to take us to your number three? Sure. So my number three is What We Do in the Shadows. Um, it's the TV show uh, based on no uh, offshoot from the film. And I thought, I think it's a TV show that has got better and better as time goes on. I thought the first series was okay. I thought the second series was really good. And I think, and the third series continues that trajectory. Um, the first two episodes in that show are some of the funniest um, episodes um, of, of, of TV person, certainly of that show. And I think it also ends, it's a bit of a low in the middle, I felt, but um, the way it ends that series as well, it ends in a really interesting direction. Um, definitely worth a watch. Um, so it's about, you don't know what it's about, it's about, um, it's basically a mockumentary of uh, vampires living in America. Was this the... Um, was it was it a Johnny Depp film? I can't remember who was in it. I know I know it's like it's like a YTT film. Yeah, maybe. Or not. Might I be thinking Waititi. of a different film, yeah. but pretty sure it's like a YTT. Oh no, that's uh, that's Dark well, Shadows, I believe. Ah. That's, that's one. Uh, let me. I think I think, yeah. I think the one you're on about is uh, 
Getting the old Google going now, people. Yeah, it's uh, Dark Shadows. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, this is what we do in the shadows. Yeah, it's Matt Berry, other people. And it's uh, it's, it's, it's really good. It's really I love good. Uh, uh, Matt Berry, Taika Waititi, which we also could have mentioned again, and uh, other people. Just <laughs> general cast. Uh, to be fair, uh, have you seen the trailer for the new Taika Waititi show coming out? I it's uh, it's a pirate it. show. Taika Waititi plays Blackbeard. Oh, I know what this is. Oh, okay. um, cool. It's the... Oh, I can't remember what, the show, what it's called, but it's talking about a famous pirate. Yes, it is. Um, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. As people are talking, I'm trying to like just cut through right now and be like, I know exactly what this is. Googling in the background. Uh, it's a our flags mean death. So it's about a a steady or steady bonnet. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's, it's it's it's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve yeah, bonnet. bonnet. Steve bonnet. He's quite 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 in the um the gentleman pirate. Yes. I want to just throw out there now that you can save yourself some time by going to watch Internet Historian's version of Steed Bonnet, uh, The Gentleman Pirate. They do an absolutely brilliant um, like story summary of the entire thing. I mean, all the videos are amazing, but um, that particular one is uh, it's like a feature-length movie. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely recommend watching it. However... I can understand if you want to save yourself for the Taika Waititi, because I would be interested to see how they take the story. But it is based on a real person. <laughs> I actually really like uh, the main actor in that the upcoming show, uh, Reese Darby. He's a he's a very famous like comedic actor. If if you see him or hear his voice, you know exactly who he is. He's been in like he's been he's been in pretty much everything. He's been like we were doing the shadows, uh, the boat that rocked by that pirate radio ship. Um, Welcome to the Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, Voltron, the animated TV show, which, by the way, highly recommend people. So, if you want to, um, I, I, I'm, I'm just, a bit, I, I used to be a bit of a nerd on um, pirates and, and the history of that, so I found it very interesting. So, if you want to go to the primary source material for it, it is a um, pirates: a general history of robberies and murders of the most notorious pirates by one Captain Charles Johnson, who at one point was thought to be Daniel Defoe, although that has now been debunked. But yeah, that's uh, it's actually, I mean, if you like, might be a little bit dry because it was written in the uh, 18th century, but um, you want to go straight to the source and find the true history of pirates. So if you want to delve into the that knowledge people after jumping off the plank, I definitely recommend that. Uh, yeah, the... That was never, that was never a fun Well, day. I'm going with it because it allowed me to do the pun. <laughs> James is like schooling on pirates now. So don't 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 pull that shit, Nate. Don't don't put your don't put your fiction in here. How dare you? I may be a fiction writer myself. Disgrace the name of pirates. Or at least I believe, or at least my understanding is that it's definitely. Well, I will come back it? next week. But ha ha, James, I found one plank on a pirate ship. So <laughs> technically, it's right. Oh, no, I mean, it's, it's pencil, it's after the... Myth well, 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 trying to fuck up my plan ahead of time. I see how it is. So I think some people may have begun doing that after the myth, but it's more kind of like doing that as, as a response to that. I'm calling a white flag there, or a parlay, or it's partly, yeah, it's a parlay. I'm calling a parlay there, 
So then we will shift on to the next uh, uh, on the list. So Jordan, do you want to give us your number three? Yeah, so uh, you cheekily brought it up earlier, but I decided not to say anything. But it is Dexter New Blood. Uh, I have watched almost all of it. I haven't watched the final episode because as I was watching it, it wasn't completed at the time. But uh, I'm saving that final episode for this weekend. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, for any fan out there of the original series, I can definitely tell you that this is the most complimentary uh, way to continue the story of of Dexter. And uh, I mean, I don't want to go into it too much in case nobody's seen Dexter, but um, essentially uh, this takes place after like a time skip and uh the production quality is absolutely amazing like it's all centered around um upper state new york in the middle of like a woodland area and uh yeah i mean it what can i say really there's there's so much going on with it and it brings back so many amazing members of the original cast and uh yeah i i thought it was absolutely astounding i watched it over christmas too and the entire show is set in like kind of snow covered you know town permanently throughout the whole series so uh it felt like a very christmasy sort of thing to get on with but um yeah i highly recommend that show to anybody yeah it's uh definitely uh bringing the meaning and surprise my brother uh you know right <laughs> uh, uh you know uh the show's actually good again because i i i dropped off dexter pretty much i think it was the fifth or sixth season because I, I watched the fourth season with uh a certain killer. i think it's been that many years i watched the trinity killer i won't say who it was because mm -hmm. obviously we don't want to spoil that at least and i thought i think that was the peak of dexter in my opinion that was um like i think that was just like the, the peak of it essentially and i think michael c hall is I mean, season season after that is pretty fucking awesome as well. Um, it's he's it's not the Trinity Killer; it's the Doomsday Killer. Like that season, especially for me, was just absolutely mind blowing. And the ending of that season is like the biggest, you know, cliffhanger I've seen in quite a long time. Just like oh shit! But uh, I can understand that like the final season after that, or I think it's the season after that one. Um, is is kind of a bit dry but that was really what kind of annoyed people about the series in general and new blood kind of revives that i guess season one vibe you know just uh centers more around dexter and is less drama <laughs> yeah no uh and uh i definitely i mean don't get me wrong i love michael c hall in pretty much anything he's in like you know uh, a lot of people are pitching um dr doom I think he'd actually make a pretty good Doctor Doom. I know a lot of people saying that Giancarlo Esposito, but that man has played so many villains now. Let him play a good guy. One of this this thing of like, uh, they want to make the X-Men uh, black, uh, Professor X and Magneto black. Because obviously it started with the civil rights movement. That was the whole X-Men, the whole behind it. And they want uh, there's wrong list, they want to make Giancarlo Esposito, Professor Xavier, and Denzel Washington as Magneto. Oh, that would be so good. And also, it would be so meta, because Denzel Washington, I believe, played Malcolm X, which is the Magneto. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if Denzel would do a comic book movie. I think if we get Denzel for a comic book movie, it's done at that point. Like, Wasn't The Equalizer a comic? Uh, I know it was an old TV show, but I don't remember if it was a comic book. Hmm. Uh, Might be thinking of something else. Later. 
Yeah, uh, but no, uh, yeah, I've just Michael C. Hall, just brilliant, and, I, I, and a few other actors. I don't know if we could spoil the actors in it, uh, but I know one of the actors in the new season. It's pretty awesome. But yeah, okay, everyone, uh, that is uh, Jordan's number three. So we're going over to my number three now, which people might think this is blasphemous, but my number three is Arcane. So uh, yeah, that show. I was, I've never been like a big League of Legends fan. I've never like obviously. I'm uh, if you listen to last week's podcast, I am into mainly narrative heavy single player games, and League of Legends to me was just wasn't that type of game I was into. I the interest the law was interested. The art was really nice and everything, but the actual game itself just didn't it didn't was wasn't my kind of thing. Great for everyone else, but for me, no, I can't be. And going into the show, uh. This is also on my list at number two. So you're not that far off, Nate. Um, I, I definitely am 100% behind your point in that I had not played League of Legends either for the exact same reasons. Just thinking like, oh, it's just a competitive game. What story could it possibly have? And oh my goodness, I was so wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, it's definitely been the year. I will come back, probably come back to it later, but it's definitely been the year of Harley Steinfeld, uh, Haley Steinfeld. Hawkeye and this it's like and uh team show called Dickinson like it's uh pretty awesome but I guess I guess we'll come back to that later then so that was my number three Arcane so James do you want to roll on us over to your number two yep so my number two is uh Inside Job it's um there's an animation on Netflix um it's basically, it's, it's basically think of it as if uh conspiracies are real and you're following somebody um, in like an Illuminati esque conspiracy, and it's a comedy animation. It's very good. Quite with most conspiracies that they cover, they have a very nice little unique take on those conspiracies. It's not exactly the same as the um, your normal understanding of those conspiracies, and that has a nice twist to those episodes. Um, and it's, it's definitely worth a watch if you're a fan of animated sitcoms. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen that on Netflix, and I've noticed a lot of like animation shows are coming out with that sort of like animation style now. Like, I don't know if it's just like quicker and cheaper to produce, or that's just what they feel is what's what's like. A lot of shows are doing like the Gravity Falls, Steven Universe style animation now as well. Uh, they did they did a Thundercats TV show, was my kind of thing. But I bet Steven Universe is brilliant, so I might I might give that a watch at some point. And Gravity Falls. Uh, but inside job as well. Like um, I've you know I've 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 seen that on Netflix and it's definitely on my list to watch. So uh, yeah, thank you, James. That is inside job on Netflix, people. So Jordan, let's roll it back to you. And what about Jordan's number two could be? <laughs> so uh, obviously, I I fucking loved Arcane. It was absolute treasure. Uh, it was kind of unexpected. Like for me, I'd had no idea it was coming out. But um, but my housemate is a huge League of Legends fan, and he spent pretty much all of lockdown telling me I should start playing League of Legends. And I still haven't played League of Legends, but he also told me to watch this show, and uh, it, he wasn't wrong. Like, I, I, it is absolutely brilliant. The story is very rich. The animation is absolutely beautiful. Beautiful animation. Um, you know, and obviously. It sets the stage for so many different character arcs. Um, so I really hope that it's getting a second season because, uh, yeah, I would love to see more. 
I can confirm it is confirmed for a second season. But hell yeah, I would do that. I've I've because I what I do what I do is people. I I have my I have my Netflix. I have my wiki pages up for each of my shows ahead of time, and it does say that Riot Games and Netflix have announced the second season is in production for a post twenty twenty two release. And I'm like, post we're gonna wait more than a year to watch the show. God, it takes damn a long it. time to make these things, man. I mean, I would like how. Well, that's funny. They must have known they were getting a second season. How that show, how that, how that first season ended? Because I'm, 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 I'm calling, I'm calling bullshit. If they didn't know that. Like, you know, honestly, that I, I like you, Jordan. Um, the I saw, I think I saw like a teaser friend. I was like, okay, this, this, but I, I didn't. I, it was sort of like in the background when I watched it, and then I, I watched a proper trailer for it, and then I was like, okay, this seems pretty interesting. And then I thought to myself, well, it's, you know, I, I've heard about the law and whatnot, so okay, cool. And then someone said to me, no, watch the first episode. I actually think it was your housemate. I said to you, <laughs> watch the, watch, he was, he, was, he, was, he was like, have you heard the good word of Arcane? Uh, like he, preaching. Uh, and because I, I, he was doing that to a few people, I believe, as well. To be honest with you, right, I think it's it's one of those things where, you know, someone is like it's really good please give it a chance please for the love of god give it a chance and you're just like oh but there's so many things i'm watching every day and then it's like you can tell that this show is made by people who love the work that they do like you say it's made by riot and it's also made by a french animation studio and essentially it's just they have very lovingly brought their own franchise to life and i think it's probably the only time that that's really paid off is i mean a lot of a lot of companies that make you know media out of their own games like films etc don't always hit the mark but i think everyone is universally happy with this show it's um it's pretty interesting right like obviously people luckily can now watch all in one go but when we got it it was it's also one of the first shows ever to release in three episodes a week yeah it was an interesting choice like because it because obviously people um it actually does Releasing the three episodes a week does actually tie into the narrative, which I thought was a really good way of doing it. And just like the the pacing of the show, I thought was brilliant. Like the the show, the show did have its slower moments, not but not slower in the sense of you got bored of it. Slower in the sense of just it's building this narrative up and it, it makes you more invested. So you get these things in shows where it just feels like it's sluggish. It feels like it's slow. You just can't. You just don't want to continue. Whereas this show is slow in the case of. It's slow, but it's pulling you. It's pulling you in more. It's like it's 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 got it's, it's like it's got a tiny little rope. It's tied around you. It's inching you ever closer about you realizing, getting you more into it and everything. And but yeah, going back to what you said, Joanne, as well, like the animation is just done, like gorgeous. Like I was just doing my my background googling. Uh, the French animation studio is called Fortiche, um, who have done work with. Uh, many people including riot games in the past as well as uh working with gorillas and uh various music videos and i do want to say people if you if you haven't seen it yet and you're on the fence because obviously this is league of legends and it's a very very popular game series you might go into this thinking well, i don't know anything about it don't worry it is a prequel you need to know nothing about the games at all i think that actually... helps too <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh, i know i know people went into it like with um because obviously with the narrative like i believe people saying like when they played the games there's like this law 
that wasn't confirmed and it is confirmed in the show which i thought was pretty interesting like yeah how this because obviously uh league of legends is 10 was 10 years old in 2019 jesus i didn't realize it was that old mm. <laughs> um it's all is that older than wow then that would make it older no. than wow no, no, what, no, no what year did wow come out oh sorry oh uh what the actual multiplayer yeah sorry you're talking about the mmo it came out in 2004 um and the at least i want to say it's 2004 i'm pretty sure it was then but then like Warcraft as a franchise is from like the 90s i think no i uh yes yeah, like i yeah 2004 i said i said people i don't know mmos i've tried to play every mmo under the sun pretty much i just can't get into them i see the love that people have for them but just goes to show really but yeah this show honestly people uh the animation is gorgeous it's like it's 3d but has like a 2d art style to it and it's kind of like fake 2d it's like 2d in a 3d world you could pause any aspect of that show and it's a gorgeous painting like that that's how stunning it is and as in like Haley steinfeld's in it um as the lead character vi uh and ella purnell as uh jinx uh, uh powder jinx you know that's a nickname the show and she was brilliant the, vo- the voice acting is phenomenal and i just thought yeah, it was great um but yeah no definitely check it out people but that is a uh, as jordan's number two and my number three so it's a more different conversation than that so my number two is now we're gonna come we're gonna stay in this round because a lot someone was saying to me oh i don't know about this show uh because it just seems to be about you know blood and that's it but my number two is castlevania the final season oh so it's actually ended <laughs> yeah no no it was um it's an entire the narrative is entire like start to finish like done the the show itself is it's the, I think it's the, I think this was the first time that people I in my opinion was like this is how you do a video game adaptation like 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 uh, Arcane you don't need to know anything about Castlevania going into the show you don't need to know anything obviously you know if you you know you know Castlevania the very basics it involves Dracula and some other stuff and whips literally that's pretty much the whole game and everything <laughs> and but it starts it stars um it stars uh richard armitage who you might know as uh the main dwarf from the hobbit uh i can't remember his name thorin oakenshield Thor, uh, there we go john's John, yeah thorin oakenshield he plays a uh, the character trevor belmont so the castlevania series is about uh the belmonts versus dracula that's the narrative of it uh, and this entire, and then there's uh, James Callis, who, who's in uh, Battlestar Galactica as Gaius Baltar. Uh, Graham McTavish, uh, who's been in a ton of stuff. He plays uh, Vlad Dracula Tepesh. Uh, not the Middle East this time. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I thought, thought we'd, uh, thought we'd uh, bring that joke uh, back a little bit there, because I think that's, I think that's uh, quite funny. Yeah, basically, people, I said that Resident Evil 8 was based in the Middle East when I meant the East. As Romanian region and Transylvanian region, and I was stupidly wrong. So you could go back and listen to my blunder last week on that. Uh, but yeah, the the show itself though is just stunning. It's two D. Uh, it was animated by Powerhouse Animation, but the show itself it is. I don't want to spoil. It. It's only twenty. It's, sorry, it's thirty two episodes long. So the first season's four episodes, and then it actually goes a bit incremented two after that. It's very. It's it's very very narrative heavy. Begin. Not a lot of action happens in the first three episodes. And it just ramps up from there. By the end, you are so invested. And it is getting a sequel. Uh, but the sequel is 
set in the French Revolution about his uh, descendant, uh, Richard, Richter Belmont. So it's, it's a continuing story. Um, and I just, I, I don't want to, the problem is like these sorts of shows, you don't really want to spoil it uh, because going into it, I mean, you'll generally know the Castlevania story, but it does have a huge other element to it. And if you just want it on the background, have it that, but I, I, yeah, just, just go watch it. And I think the reason I put this higher than Arcane is because whereas Arcane was stunning visually, the story was great. And it, 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 I think it's, I think it's added a new layer to the video game adaptation genre, uh, which actually people maybe an entire show coming down down the line, uh, adaptation to general the video game adaptation separately. I think the reason I put this high is because it finished, like it, it, it told its whole story, and you know exactly where it went. And I thought, I thought there was there was nothing like it just kept getting better. And better and better and better. I say that four times because it was four seasons. And <laughs> like, but yeah, I it it's just stunning. Like, if you want to get into animation, watch that show. Like, you know, creating 10 seconds from that is gorgeous in the fight scenes. So yeah, people, that is my number two, Castlevania season four. Or I'm just gonna call it now Castlevania the entire series, and that is on Netflix, people. So definitely go check that out. So yeah. Right, people, we are coming down to our number ones now. We are going round to our number ones. Now, James, do you want to give us your number one TV show you watched in 2021? Yeah, absolutely. But first of all, let's play a little bit of a game. Um, so can any of you guess what genre my top show is? So far, we've had comedy, 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 comedy. And my number right. one? Uh, sci-fi. Ding, ding, ding. I know Go what's happening. I know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, my number one is not comedy. It is sci-fi. It is The Expanse. Um, so I will I will caveat this, but this is season five of The Expanse that I'm writing as my number one. I've not actually seen season six yet, but season five finished its run at the start of 2021, so I'm going to include it here. And I, I think The Expanse is probably the best sci-fi uh, show I've seen. Uh, it, it, it's very, very human conflicts, which is why it's so good. But even, uh, yeah, and, and they took it in some very interesting directions in uh, season five as well, with the uh, all the main characters basically having, um, not necessarily been together as they have been in previous episodes, but um, having their own um, separate narratives, but all kind of feed into each other in the end. And it's, um, I don't want to spoil anything because I think because watch it. It's it's I think I think it's my favorite series of the Expanse so far, and that's saying something. So uh, no, I definitely agree, with you, James. I I've I've just realized that season six is finished now, so I will be watching that very soon. And I definitely agree; it is probably one of the best sci-fi TV shows I've ever watched. Um, I loved Battlestar, the first few seasons of that. I loved that show. Um, I know it's coming back with a show and a movie. So I don't know if it's a continuation or a reboot. Um, I think it should be a reboot, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, just the expanse and how it was. The first season, just how it took a realistic take of everything, how it would go, like the belters and how, you know, gravity works with them. I obviously won't spoil it for people, but it doesn't work well if you're in space that long for belters and with gravity. Uh, like, I'm a big fan of Thomas Jane. Like, uh, I loved him when he was in The Punisher, uh, humorously in Deep Blue Sea as the shark trainer 
uh and you know and just see him in the show so it's uh, like whole detective and everything and and i can't remember the main guy's name what is the main guy's name steven his name is steven i bet steven straight that's it i was checking out steven straight there we go and uh, he's he's great in the show and i thought i thought the um i thought the show was yeah brilliant i can't wait to watch the final season honestly um I'm a bit sad that it's not going to finish how the book's finished, like, because I've heard the final book came out, it was really good. Oh, it might have been the final book, it might have been, like, near the end, near the last book, but they finished it in their own way. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, that's pretty awesome, James, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised to put it on my list. I think I'm going to have to read the books after finishing the um, season six. Yeah, I mean, that's it, people. Go watch the show and go buy the books. That's the best way to go. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, James, for your number one. Jordan, let's roll down to you. What is your number one? So I don't know what you're on today, Nate, but you seem to be like able to read my mind ahead of time. But of course, it wouldn't be uh, a top uh, TV show list without my number one pick of Walking Dead season 11. I'm like the only person I know that's still holding the candle for Walking Dead, but... um, they've really outdone themselves with this season um honestly it is the perfect way to end such a long and completely crazy but heartwarming and devastating wild tv show and it's only part of the way through the season so far they've done um I think it's like eight episodes so far and they're going to do another eight and then another eight after that so it's in like three big parts but uh, the new season will be starting up again, I believe, on the 22nd of February. Yeah, this season, they've really... You could tell the, the creators have had a lot of fun with the episodes because each episode has, like, its own unique sort of setting and, uh, and like, storyline and absolutely wild TV show, honestly. I, I think everyone knows a lot about The Walking Dead at this point and that it's based in our world, but in a way that everyone's got this crazy disease that turns them into zombies and so yeah it's uh pretty exciting and of course very dramatic a lot of crazy stuff happens i was actually reading up about it the other day and uh apparently whenever a character dies in walking dead they hold a last supper in their like studio space to celebrate their departure from the uh from the show um which i thought was pretty cute and going off of something you were saying earlier, Nate, in terms of uh, casting diverse characters, um, one of the um, ongoing members of the cast is a lady by the name of Angel Theory. And they wrote into her story that um, that she is progressively growing deafer, as Angel Theory themselves is also losing their hearing in real time. So uh, I remember reading a comment that said from one of the producers that rather than fighting it, they wanted to make it a part of their story. So, uh, yeah, pretty neat. But, um, yeah, no, I absolutely love Walking Dead. And uh, I'll be sad to see it go when it eventually uh, ends, I think, in 2023. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, it's absolutely wonderful ride. And I wholeheartedly recommend that show to everyone. Yeah, and obviously there'll be more stuff coming on with that. Multiple offshoots. We got Fear the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the Walking Dead, the the teenage the teens one. There's like a there's like another one that's called like Walking Dead World or something. Yes, yeah, so I yeah. haven't seen the other shows. This is the thing. I've only watched Walking Dead, 
but I definitely think I should watch the other shows at some point. They're all related to each other, but not, but like in the same universe, but they're not like affecting each other so much. They're like their own stories with like different groups of people all kind of happening in tandem with the main show. Uh, yeah, The Walking Dead, I think I'm definitely, I think when it's finished, I'm definitely going to go back and watch it. To be honest with you, it will take you so long to watch it from start to finish that by the time you do, you'll probably get to the new season. <laughs> There's like 170 episodes and they're all an hour long. I, 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 I don't know if I could go back to Carl, Carl, all, all, you know, all the time and everything. Just, but no, no. Uh, no, no. no uh, in terms of Shane at the beginning, um, yeah, honestly, thank, thank you very much, Jordan. But The Walking Dead, yeah, I, I can't. I'm, I, I was very, I was, I was go listen to your list, and I was like, where is it? I know it's there somewhere. I know it's there somewhere. <laughs> but thank you very much for your honor. That is The Walking Dead, people. Walking Dead season eleven for Jordan. You can watch it on uh, Disney Plus. Yes, which is uh, very good for a lot of people because you couldn't, you couldn't, had a lot of issues before. Uh, thank you very much, Sean. Well, people, as everyone else is number one, we are coming on to the final number one now. And this is where our discussion will be coming back with James now because my number one is The Witcher Season 2. Now, this is going to be an interesting small conversation because I'm probably going to have conflicting opinions to James a little bit because, Jay, as, as you mentioned before, James is, has a huge passion for the books and the video games. He's read them all. He's read that he's played them all. And I've only played the third game. So, and I only found out in the last couple of months that that isn't, it isn't canon because I thought it was. And turns out that they're, they're not canon. I, I just thought they were continuation. Well, they are, they are, they are, they are continuation. But, um, I mean, Sarkovsky wouldn't, definitely would not be writer of the books. definitely would not consider the Witcher uh, canon. It's uh, CD Projekt, but as my, my understanding that it's CD Projekt's own um, interpretation of um, what could happen afterwards. But yeah, uh, Witcher Season 2. Um, I know one big point, I'll, I'll continue, I'll, I will say the name now, and I think James knows the name I'm going to say, because I think there'll be a point for him, Eskel. Actually, I didn't care about that. Interesting. Interesting. So, 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 so the, the, the thing is, in the books, the witches are very small. Um, he's not a big character in the books at all. My whole bit with Kermorn with, with is in the books is basically the first part of Blood of Elves. And then the rest of the saga, Kermorn's not a thing. But I don't go back there. So it's. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they expanded on it and they, they expanded on the Kermorn aspect quite a lot. But those those witches, those characters just aren't that big a deal. They've been great in the start of the book, but they are essentially a small character. They're not, I mean, after the first part of Blood of Elves, those witches, those characters, they don't appear um, as far as I can remember. I will say, um, the main characters themselves just get better this season. Uh, more grunting and fuck from uh, Henry Cavill, because I think he was born to play this role, in my opinion. I think uh, the uh, I, I, oh I've got I've got the bloody show up here I should have uh, should have just gone up here um uh, uh, Henry Cavill's uh girl to Rivia uh, Frey Allen as uh, Siri and uh, Anya Chalotra as Yennefer uh, yeah James so I just want to say on your point about um Henry, Henry Cavill's performance uh again yes I thought he, he he's great um I just wanted to say how I love the fact that uh, Cavill. Um, also having read the books, um, 
that pushed my understanding is that he pushed to try and get more dialogue for Geralt, so that he was his character was closer to the books. Um, it's worse than the first character; he was just um, very monosyllabic. Um, in the second one, he was more, um, much more verbiose, uh, much more uh, philosophical, which is much more like he is in the books. And it was great to see um, see, see that. That's one of the uh, good things about the second season. Yeah, I definitely, uh, yeah, counterpoint to that. It's like, obviously, you know, um, going off of that, like, I saw the interview where he was like, oh, yeah, and he went in and said, oh, this is how the book is. And he correct, he actually corrected the show on how the show's going, which I thought was is really passionate for, for someone as an actor to do that. Like, I know other actors have done that with other properties and to have an actor come in and do that, like, Obviously, you know, I, I feel he's been let down by other properties, in my opinion, which he has a huge passion for. And now to see he's got this property, he's got a huge passion for it. And I'm really loving the fact that he has that. So, like, I've gone into this show completely dry. And so, like, I have no gaming experience, no book experience. But um, I definitely watched all of it over Christmas. And, um, yeah, I do definitely agree that, like, it's only getting better. And I think one of the best things you can be in terms of like someone like Henry Cavill and having known everything about the story uh, from a law perspective is that you have a lot of sway because you're the main character of, of a huge production. And if you turn around and be like, it's not how it's supposed to go. I feel like they'll be like, yes, Mr. Cavill, we will change it. <laughs> I think I think I uh, guess a no to some point. I think uh, obviously just how him having the actual knowledge itself is a huge like obviously you know being the main character he's gonna have a lot of sway but having that it's just like that extra quib extra you know bow and uh, arrow in his quiver. I'm trying to get my words out there. Bow in his quiver, arrow in his quiver, uh, essentially. And um, you know and being a huge nerd himself, like he just really helps and you know he's constantly he's I think he's like rereading them a lot and playing the games again a lot just to keep you know fresh and everything and. I think um, going off the other characters, we'll go into the other stuff a little bit. But the other characters, though, you know, Freya Allen as Siri, I thought she was um, she was much uh, not not much better. She was she was she was really good. This she, you know she, you you see her like really coming into her own more and like see her developing more because she was just basically on the run the first season and you know she she's not running anymore essentially. She's 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 you know she's, she's pushing like found into, her place. <laughs> Exactly. Well, she she she's she's pushing into this like you know more. She's finding her strength essentially. And yeah, James. I was just gonna say I can't spoil anything for the next seasons. Yeah, because no. uh, so James knows everything. And I was to say something, but I didn't because I knew don't, it was a spoiler. Don't wow. you goddamn spoil a thing? <laughs> if, I can't talk, if I can't talk about the Spider-Man trailer, you can't talk about a single thing with the book, James. How dare you? How dare you? No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. He's just uh, got ammo. No, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, another character, uh, I, go off the main three first. Uh, Anya uh, Chalotra, her, uh, or Chalotra, I hope I pronounced the name correctly, uh, as Yennefer, I thought she was great this season. Mm. Um, I liked her rapport with uh, Yaskir. As that level of my man is back with his uh uh the song was not as strong as last season in my opinion. I still loved it. I've considered doing it for uh for an open mic uh somewhere one day. I've actually been considering doing that, uh maybe later on. Uh but I've yeah, I loved it. and I actually liked their rapport and I loved um I just thought she was great and how she 
it goes in it goes into her backstory a bit more with like her bloodline which i think is pretty interesting and like the the sides there and how it, it ties into the other factions which is really interesting uh obviously yaskier i thought he was really awesome i love the fact that he is a real big geek in real life as well so you know the the friendship between him and Geralt it, it does kind of like bleed over into the show it like you get that relationship in real life with characters in real life they're just you could tell in the show that they are, have a good chemistry um the cgi and the animation was a lot better this season mm-hmm. like the visual effects were much better like the you know the especially. yeah like uh obviously james uh, you may be able to confirm but what's the whole like um uh what what's the markers called again the the the, the obelisk markers what are they called oh, what that's complete invention by the TV series. See, how do you feel about that? Because I thought that might have been part of the books. No. So can I go on a bit of a rant about the books and the uh, and season one? So long as you don't spoil it. I won't. I won't. <laughs> I, well, I won't well, spoil the series, but spoil books. All I'll say is I felt... So, so my second picture is that I felt that it's about... Season two was about 10% faithful to the book it was based on. So much of that series was new... It completely new inventions and they completely changed scenes um with the books. So a lot the very first episode of season two I thought was fantastic and I loved. I just don't think it kept up to that level uh, the rest of the way. Um first episode um wasn't entirely faithful to a short story but it was faithful enough. And it was certainly thematically faithful, which is the most important thing. I have actually read uh, The Last Wish. I have actually read that first story as well, so I know exactly what you're going on about there. Yeah, cool. Thank you. And, yeah, so my some some some, some my, I have criticisms. I'm critical of some stuff in The Witcher, but I still in, enjoy it, and I want to see it improve. I definitely want to see the whole thing done. I want to see the books finished and completed. I'm hoping that they uh, fix some of the um, deviations from... Books, because there are certain characters where I'm a little bit skeptical as to where they're going with that character, knowing where they are in the books, and knowing that they've already gone right from very off. They've gone in very different direction for some of the characters from the books, and I'm a little bit curious as to how they're going to bring it back. Uh, could it? I, I'm going to make a guess in. You could just say yes or no. Is it Triss? No, Triss. I thought was done well. Okay then. Um, or Kahir. Correct. Okay, yeah, because I, I like when I bit of context people when I watched the first season, um, I was like, oh, I don't like this character. He's, you know, I really don't like him. James is just going. James is saying to me, give it time, give it time. You know, he he's actually really, really important, good character. I'm not. Well, that's not quite what I would say. I don't really want to give spoilers or anything, but I, I, I but what I'm going to say is that the books, the character I hear in the books. He is completely different to how I portrayed him in the show. Would you say it's better or worse? Worse. Okay. I prefer the book version. I really, I really do prefer the book version, but it, it, it goes in a much... It go, they might claw it back. They might claw it back with the TV show. I'm just curious how they uh, are going to do that if they, if, if they manage to. One thing, I, one thing I did like about the season actually does link to Kahir, the armour. They, they changed the Nilfgaardian armor, which was, I think, was a universal thing. Even I think, you know, the the people on the show understood that and they changed it. But I definitely think like a lot, a lot of the characters coming into, like a lot of the characters introduced into the show is uh, Vesemir. I thought actually, I I really enjoyed his introduction into the show. I'm just actually reading this now. Um, is that 
obviously, if you watched our uh, movie episode, uh, Nightmare of the Wolf is mentioned, and the voice actor for that, Theo James, actually di- actually is in season one of The Witcher. He he does the uh, voice cameo of a, a, a young Vesemir. So I don't know if that was just the case of, like, they had him come in to do a young a quick voiceover for season one, or, or it was a case of, oh, they were already planning the animated film and they already had him cast. Either way, I think that's really awesome how they did that. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought Vesemir was great. Obviously, I've only known Vesemir from the game. Like, I've only known him from that. So seeing the character is really awesome. But I just think I just think the show is great. And I like how they introduced a certain group of characters, or, you know, a group of a faction. I'm not going to go into spoilers, but I thought their introduction was pretty badass. Um, and like, obviously, going by what you said, James, about like, it's only 10% faithful to the book. I'm loving the aspect of like the, ob- the obelisk monoliths and everything. I'm loving that, like how they're going with that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I think actually, I think Jordan could give the point here. Um, is that uh, Jordan is coming in completely cold. So it's nice to have a completely opposite parallel to this, essentially. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's like, there is a kind of doomsday thing going on with 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 this series and the reason it wasn't in my top tv shows is more because one because i don't know the story so i don't know where it's going but now that i know that it's an invention it's like well no one knows it's going to be crazy and um you know i can't it, it seemed a bit cheesy to me but that said you know i'm 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 kind of interested to see like where it goes kind of what james was saying earlier it's like just because it's not the same as the original doesn't mean it can't be good. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but it could go really wrong from here because that's a real trope. So um, circling back to that, one of the reasons I'm cautiously optimistic that it'll get better is because I believe I was watching some interviews with um, Lauren Hiswich, the showrunner. Mm-hmm. Um she was explaining why uh, Blood of Elves, which was what the book that uh, season one was based on, was uh, a harder book to adapt, but also that she really likes, she's a big fan of the second book, which the uh, first season was based on. So I'm hoping um, they start to become more faithful to the books as time goes on. That is my that is my sincere hope. Certainly in terms of the situation with the politics and stuff by the end of the first book, that's pretty faithful. They set up uh, the situations pretty faithfully. It's just how they got to that point uh, wasn't. And I would like to just take uh, w- w- one more mention as well for me is that um, I wish we, uh, yes, I wish we were more faithful to the books in, in the first season. Um, in particular, I felt that Rientz, uh should have had much more um, of a presence than he did. So Rientz in the books is, he's what the, He's what he so his name in the TV show is, I think it's Firefucker or something like that, <laughs> which is which I don't I I I I didn't really like, in all fairness, but uh, but I don't think they ever actually use his name. But his name is Rience. Um He is the villain in the first book, and I I I just wish he was more of a presence than he was. Um, but for Yatta, I thought was uh, fantastic in a while. Awesome, awesome. Uh, but yeah, just going off of final points that yeah, I am I'm really looking forward to where they're going. Obviously, season three has been confirmed. We're getting the prequel series, um, which is called Blood Origin, 
which is about the uh, the union of the uh, the union of the worlds. Um, what's it called? The convergence. It's 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 based on. I believe it's I believe it's based on the convergence. Conjunction. Conjunction. Uh, I'm just definitely confirming that now. Yeah, so it's basically uh, set 1,200 years before. I am just trying to get. I'm just trying to get my information here. Yeah, it's set 1,200 years before the uh, the books. Uh, it's blood origin. It's blood origin depicting the first the creation of the first Witcher, as well as the events leading up to the conjunction of the spheres, and will explore ancient elven civilizations. So, and um, uh, going back to the other stuff, obviously they've got like a kids TV show in the works as well for the Witcher, which I don't know how they're going to do that. And I'm James. James is just shaking his head right now. Like, uh, I, as soon as I heard about that, uh, WTF were the three letters that came to mind. Um, I don't understand it. I think um, I think Netflix. I think they will do the entirety of the books because of two things. Uh, they've got the Wheel of Time on Amazon. Which is a, a I highly recommend that show. By the way, I've just watched it recently, uh, but that's like fourteen books, uh, which I ain't gonna. I don't think that will go. And Lord of the Rings, which uh, they've just released. If you just into the, the Rings of Power, the season is called the new. It's it's percent second age, and Amazon have that. And I think this is Netflix's Game of Thrones essentially. I think this is their like yeah. you know this is their big fantasy, and I think that's this is how we will get all their seasons and. The second season actually made more people go back and watch the first season because they released the statistics and the actual first season was viewed a, a ton, actually above the, I believe, above the second season at one point because people were just catching up to watch the second season. And yeah, I definitely highly recommend it, people. And I'm just really looking forward to what Henry Cavill does next because you never know, maybe Mr. Bond, but I've got a couple of other people in mind for that as well. But, you know, he... He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Have a discussion on that. Yeah, oh, that is actually a point. People, we will be having a Bond retrospect of the Craig of the Daniel Craig movies because I haven't seen uh, uh, Spectre or um, No Time to Die, so I'll be watching those films. We will have a Bond retrospective as well as a discussion on where the Bond movies can go next and who we'd like to cast. I've actually got a few ideas in mind for that. But that is it, people. That is uh, that is my number one. And with that, people, we come to a close of all the TV shows that we liked in 2021, as well as the conclusion of our top five lists of entire 21 for movies, TV shows, and video games. Wow, people, that was a ride indeed, like a long ride indeed, and a lot of interesting discussion, a lot of interesting finds. How would you guys feel about that? It was uh, it was pretty interesting to see all those different, like, you know, takes, to yeah, be honest. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was pretty well, hot it. takes. Definitely up for having a bigger discussion of which of you up for at some point. That is, uh, that is definitely something I'm definitely interested in doing, to be honest. I was actually contemplating that, James, to be honest. But yeah, uh, but with that, people, that is it. We we have wrapped up this uh, we have wrapped up this episode, and uh, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, now, we're going to change it up a bit, people, with the episodes now. We've been releasing our spoiler discussions for our films with this episode, but we've de- we've decided to split up for you. So you, you get a little extra treat during the week, you know, during those midweek blues. We'll thought, we thought we might release those spoiler discussions or extra topic discussions later in the week. These won't be every week, but we thought we'd give them to you and trickle them to you. Though, look, look later down the line, we may have some extra special episodes coming, and we will figure that out as we go along. But people... Keep an eye out there for a special short episode as we sink our teeth, pun intended. I know people are probably going to shake their heads at me. Into a spoiler discussion for Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. And I've got to take a deep breath after that because Jesus, God Christ, we've got, uh, as Jordan has stated to me, <laughs> uh, he has got some hot takes. 
I yeah, mean, some... I just think I just think you gotta gotta give it a chance. Gotta gotta give that give that film a go because uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely a riot. It's a good time. I uh, I gave it a chance, and we, we if you can tell from my demeanor, my vocal demeanor right now, it uh, it kind of tells you pretty much how I feel. Or does it? I could be I could be faking out right now, but it's who just knows? A, it's just a fucking ghost of the feast, man. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Um, go to the feast. Come and join us. For, come and join us as we dig into that. But yeah, people. Honestly, thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you, James. Thank you, Joanna, for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure, fellas. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with us with any questions or queries, please feel free to email us at nmipodcastoutlook.com. That's nmipodcastoutlook.com, or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at nmicast. That's Twitter and Instagram at nmicast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, and we are going to be soon on Stitcher and Audible, possibly in the future. Uh, please give us a rating on iTunes if you're watching. Uh, it definitely helps us with the bump there. Uh, if you have any questions or queries, obviously, again, please join them to us. Uh, please join us next week as we look forward to 2022 and we find out what we're really looking forward to watching and playing because there is so much coming out this year. People are going, we finally got the time to release stuff because COVID is going away. Let's bring out the goodies. Let's bring it out to the people. And uh, but yeah, I just want to say thank you again to my co-host today. It's been absolutely lovely to have you. I've been your host, Nate, and I hope you all stay safe. And I will see you all next week for our next episode. Thank you, everyone. Bye bye. <laughs>